believed you could achieve any success you want, what would you do differently? What would you think differently? Thank you for listening to On the Air with Jeanette Sibley. It's your time for success. I'm coming to you from the Mile High City of Denver, Colorado. My focus each week is to share with you success tips, insights, and how to do it that help you achieve the results and successes you've always wanted in your business, in your career, and in other areas of your life. Are you ready to uncover the success you've always wanted? Today's topic is how to become a successful author. I know many of you listening have expressed to me and others that I've talked with um, in, in my network meetings have asked me about how to write a children's book or how to write about their family history or fictional stories or how they overcame life and challenges and difficulties. Regardless of why they wanted to write a book, I found it was interesting that they weren't aware of the full gamut of what is required today to not only write and publish a book, but also to market it. And while publishing has come a long ways, uh, there's still a lot of things that we need to do in the right way to actually make the book successful. So whether you want to be an author as a hobby or launch a side hustle or make this a full-time career, you're going to want to listen today to Judith Bryles, who is, in my opinion, one of the foremost experts in writing, marketing, and publishing books. I know for myself, Judith has been a guiding force in helping me write, market, and publish my first five books. In a moment, I'm going to have Judith introduce herself in 20 words or less. And as I have mentioned in earlier podcasts and in my book, It's Time to Brag, it's important to keep your intro short and on point to capture others' attention. Judith, welcome. How are you today? I am excellent, Jeanette. How are you? Great. So in 20 words or less, <laughs> please tell, share with the audience who you are. Well, I'm the author of 37 books. I've had over a thousand speaking engagements with it. And I have spoken in every state in the United States and 27 countries. <laughs> wow. That is wow. I, I don't even have the words for it. That's just phenomenal. Yeah. I know a lot of people think they would love to aspire to that. Um, however, the realities are that you became what we call a road warrior, correct? Yeah, oh, yeah. There's always those things to do overnight <laughs> success. I mean, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, duh. So what are the top three things that listeners need to know to get started writing their books, to share their stories? Well, I'm going to give you three plus two. How's that sound? Um, I'm sorry, you, you broke up there. I'm going to give you three plus two. Okay, great. All right. The, the three is you always have got to come with passion. Mm, if yes. You if you don't have passion behind your topic, behind your uh, the project, um, behind whatever this concept is, it's not going to fly. So passion's got to be in play. And then the second component is you've got to have a vision. So what's this going to look like? Mm. What do you think is taking you? How is this going to maybe achieve part of your uh, projects, your portfolio for your dreams of what you want? And then the third component is you've just really got to be committed, Jeanette. And I, and I cannot tell you that people 
who do, and you've heard me say this, the one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, three to get ready, three to get ready, three to get freaking ready. Um, and, and they never go. That's so, true. Yeah, the commitment. And the commitment is time, it's energy, and it's money. Yes. What do I need to invest in that? Then the two. Okay, so. So these are the plus two, right? This is the bonus two. Oh, cool. I love this. All right. And this is the reality because nothing's going to happen unless these two things are in play. The first part is you've got it. What's the dream? And that ties in mm. with the passion and the vision. But yes. Really, what is the dream? How do you see this rolling out? How, where do you see yourself when maybe you have that success quote around you? Where is that? But the real thing is, and this is the most instrumental, you just got to write. You Correct. just got to start writing. You can have all the goals in the world. You can have all the dreams in the world. But if you don't get off your tush and start writing, it ain't going to happen. And, and, I, and I think that part of that also is that you need to trust yourself mm -hmm. in this process. You're going to screw up. You're going to make mistakes. Yes. But trust yourself. Because, and let it flow, because unbelievable gems can come through windows that you open, but they don't open unless you start writing. I would agree. I know most mornings I journal, and then every Monday morning I'm writing an article for the week. And I have a person who reviews those articles with me, so I have to have them done by one o'clock my time um, for her to review them with me. And what's interesting, and she's made this comment several times, is I don't, I mean, that just takes such a commitment for you to write like that. Because there's times I haven't wanted to. Like if there was a way I could blow it off, you know what, I probably would. But I don't have that choice. <laughs> so as a result, my writing has improved dramatically. So I really, I really love what you're saying about that. Writing is key. And it's like you got to practice. You only, you only get better the more you write. And I've always told people, the more you write, the faster you get. The more you write, the better you get. Yes. And, and that's how you do it. It's not, and, and I guess I would also add in the key, what another bonus is you've got to be a reader. You've got to be a reader oh, yeah. in the topic area that you're writing about. You've got to be a reader of the top comparables um in your genre that you're writing in and 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 what you need to do is to appreciate what's rolling out in front of your eyes or through your ears how depending <laughs> on how you um and that with that take pause um i i love to use the word chew you got chew over a sentence that just seems to boy snap crackle and pop why does it What's, oh, that's good. What are the components of it? That's good. And that will make you, I promise, a better writer. And sometimes people need to not be afraid of rewriting a sentence, a paragraph, hundreds of times yeah. before yeah. they get it. I mean, I know that I'm, you know, I'm exaggerating, but I also know people have done that. Um, but sometimes people like to wing it, like, oh, I, I just sat down and wrote this in an afternoon, and I'm a good writer. I edited it myself, so I'm ready to publish. So what would you say to people like that who yeah. just don't get it? I mean, you gotta, you're not writing for yourself if you're publishing the book. 
If you're publishing the book, you're writing it for other people. Yeah, always. Um, A lot of people use, especially we see that, Jeanette, in memoirs. Oh, yes. Those are therapy. I get that. I, I do get that. But there are some unbelievable stories that have phenomenal lessons to learn, lessons to chew on, lessons to devour, lessons to grow on. And so I, I think what's really important is that should you edit your own books? Yes, you should. Should you edit your own blogs? Fill in the blank. Yes, you should. <laughs> but you're the first stop. It doesn't mean it's the final stop. Exactly. And, and my experience is with all the writing I've done, and I, I have no idea how many words I've written, but with millions. The- <laughs> <laughs> It'd have to be millions, Judith, but who's counting? <laughs> exactly. But with all the writing that I've done, there's always, uh, but also I've learned that sometimes it's factor is a form of procrastination. Procrastination is a form of perfection. And that there are many times that whatever your concept is, your idea is, your story is, if it has merit, if it really nets, needs to get out there, I mean, I'm going to put my foot behind your butt and get you pushed to get it going so you get the team together to make it happen instead of trying to redo it over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again. Um, It's always best to have new eyes on your work because you and I, um, who both of us have been doing this for a long time, is that you get to the point where you don't see it anymore. Very true. You know, you just skim over it. You just don't see it. And that's what's really important to understand. And I think it's important and something I know that you and I've talked about before. I know that in your Saturday morning meetup groups, which are just phenomenal, I just yeah, I think those are the best that thing that you one of the best things you do not the best but one of the best things that you do I've seen you have to really push some people out of their comfort zone and they had they had I know it's some it's probably a lot more than some but what has been fascinating though is when they finally got coachable when they finally stopped with all their excuses and they finally started listening they actually became successful Yep. Can you say more about that? Well, I can move along. Um, I'll, you know, although I, I do have to share with you that it, we recently had my book marketing unplugged event, which right. was a huge success. Um, and that one of the people who was a newbie to the unplugged experience had said to me that I, I really think that you should have, in, in her pro and con of the evaluation, <laughs> I really think that you should have started really from the very beginning of how you start this and how you start that. And as I went back to her that, unfortunately, and I said, the two people that you were sitting by are almost Jeanette, what we would say are uncoachable. Mm. They are waiting for to be cared for. They want, they want to be kept authors. You've heard me use that phrase before. Yes. They want someone to, to pick up after them, to wipe up after them, to push the button for them, to do everything for them. And I've told them you can do this, but you need to get out of your checkbook. Otherwise you have to learn how to do a lot of this. Yes. Most of this, like 90% of this <laughs> by yourself. Um, or at least you so fully understand it, then you can oversee someone and, and guide them on, on what you need. 
So I, I think that's that's part of the success quotient, you know, kind of looping it back to what you were asking. Um, you know, what is success? Um, and I think that's what's really important is that every author, um, every writer, and, and, and maybe we should say there's a difference between authors and writers. Oh, that, okay. What's that, the distinction? Well, authors are writers, but writers are not authors. Got it. Okay. You could, you could be a blogger. You're not an author. You, you could be a freelance writer. You could do articles for magazines. You could, do, you could be a reporter, have a column. You're a writer, but you're not really, you're not a published author, and there is a very distinct difference between them. And that, for me, I, I've always asked my author that having, you know, is it fame and fortune? Is it having the media knocking down the door and, and ringing your phone off and texting you and filling the blank, we want you, we need you, um, are you available like in five minutes? Um, is that success to you, or is it being able to sell a lot of books that maybe you can flip those monies and support a cause. That could be huge success to some people. It could have a branding that you, you become known. You are known, known uh, mm -hmm. with that. It, it could have a variable where it really does a cementing uh, as you as the expert in a specific topic or an area. I mean, there's a variety of things that success can come from. It could be, my God, we got the book written. Oh, my <laughs> God. <no>. Finally. <laughs> I know I know. I have one that's been sitting in my laptop for over 10 years, but yeah. it's not my genre at the moment. My genre is on business. That's my focus. And, yeah. and the book in the laptop is over 100,000 words, but it's a novel. Yeah. Okay. So, but there's also that timing factor, isn't there? It's huge, and it's also really important to understand that success is a success is not overnight. I, re I remember when I was <laughs> I was featured in People magazine. I had a four page spread. It was actually mentioned on the cover, um, my topic, and and I had a, one of the big speaking bureaus called me and said, Ah, oh, Judith, I see you're finally an overnight success. My God, do you know? Oh my goodness, somebody oh. actually thought that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, they didn't, um, weren't even aware of all the time, effort, and tears that huge. were, oh it's my huge, goodness. Huge, huge. And, and you know, here's another thing that um, you and I are around a lot of different people, mm -hmm. and that they have, um, I look, there. success has windows to it, and that it, it does a phasing in different careers. You know, when I look at my my work career, it is it really three very distinct areas where I was very, very, uh, really pivotal in, in financial wherewithal for women in the 80s. And then from a situation, that transition that I was really a pioneer in dealing with conflict and toxic workplaces and female-dominated workplaces. And then as the 2000s rolled out, I'd always help people with their books, always always, always, since my first book came out in 1981, and encouraged them, guided them, introduced them to my agents, brainstormed with them, marketing, did all kinds of stuff. But it wasn't until they, the decade of 2000 opened up that I really decided this was my passion. We're going to go back to where we started. Yes. What's your passion? And I love, love helping authors achieve their dreams. I love them to turn those dreams into reality. 
and that um, and my background helps bring that to the party it does to me to me each one like you know i had two books go out this week um one to the printers one to layout one we've been trying to get out for a long time and 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 these aren't your books these are client books correct yeah these are clients who i have who who i've been honored to be invited to work with Super. and and so getting those to happen to me that's huge success it is on that so i i think you know doing uh, looking at what is success is going to vary with everybody but i think you all need to decide it and to me when i'm writing success is finishing a chapter Mm. and i get a reward I get. I believe in rewards. <laughs> and what are some of your rewards? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, to get people thinking about, ooh, what could I have as my reward? <laughs> well, I gained ten pounds on one book. I, I uh, every time I finished a chapter, I got a big bag of M and M. That was. Mm. Um, <laughs> your doctor might not have liked that one, though, right? <laughs> but my tummy did. I had gone on cruises. Oh, yes. I remember one time when I finished one of my big books, my grandson was with me and, and he was he's staying with us and he was like 16. And he said, you finished it? I did. And then the next thing I knew, the doorbell rang because he ordered a pizza. That was success. <laughs> to a 16 Fine. I love it. I love it. You know, they can be parties. They can be celebrated. It could be a binge of outrageous movies. Um, I, I think, again, you, I think everyone who's listening in, who's thinking of doing a book, really should do a listing out of what are the things that make you feel good? Um, and what would be a great dangle in front of you to, to when you complete, this is the, this is the treat, the treat. Um, the reward, you, as you call yeah, it. It's a reward. And, um, and sometimes it could be, you know what, it could be slipping in the hot tub with a glass of wine. I don't care what it is. Yeah. <laughs> or reading a good, a good book. <laughs> or, or, or taking time out. Now, I'll tell you my other reward. I always gave myself that once I finished a major work, I gave, my 30, I gave myself a 30-day vacation from, oh, wow. from reading anything that had to do with my topic. Anything oh, wow. that was like work work that I got to read junk, you know, mm-hmm. and to me, to me, junk, junk reading would be like murder mysteries, mm. or, you know, that kind of thing. Right. That was my treat. I just got to then slide into it. And then guess what happens? I get new ideas. Exactly. Because I've slipped away from my norm into that. We did a very fun exercise um, at the Unplugged. I went through 30 tools in during these, this a day and a half of the two days, 30 tools. I said, this is what it is. I'm going to demo it. Now, everyone, you are going to do it. So you will immediately be able to implement it and use it. It was very cool. Okay. And um, one of the attendees, actually, it was my intern, my newest intern, came up he came up with the phrase fat cat all right he was thinking of greedy people you know okay. those kind of people <laughs> my mind didn't go there i'm i'm thinking fat cats yeah right? meow exactly that's where my mind went <laughs> okay so since that we have come up with a whole new pinterest strategy oh cool since that 
I have taken, I am in the process of converting every quote I have in my book, Snappy, Sassy, Salty, Wise Words for Authors and Writers, and we are turning them into fat cat uh, posters. Oh, how cool and, is that? Now, some of the cats are fat. <laughs> some of them are fat. But just a whole new strategy. And on my Friday morning coaching, I shared like a dozen of them um, with my, my mentees to show them this is what I'm thinking and doing, and this is how I'm going to position them. This is the new ads on we have on to do the descriptions and the tagging. And, and we are, and we're, since we're starting with this new, um, and we're starting with Pinterest, and you're, you're going to see them floating around in some of my other things. But this is really a Pinterest campaign. And you may be thinking, oh, wow. wait a minute, Judith, you're about publishing. You're about authors. What do fat cats have to do with that? <laughs> well, the cats are going to be the word givers. And they're going to be the, um, the Yodas, let's say. Maybe we should call them Codas so for kitty cats. Uh, or catas or something like that. So I'd like to go back for just a moment and then continue talking about marketing because I know that's just a big, I mean, you're like a genius when it comes to marketing. But I, I want to go back just for a, a quick minute and talk about passion. You know, I just read, finished the book by the newest book by John Gresham, The Guardian. Mm -hmm. And he is such an amazing author. Just awesome. And his passion is very clear. It's the Innocence Project. You know, innocent people who have been incarcerated mm -hmm. and what they've had to go through. Some of them are able to get out through these projects and some of them aren't. But mm -hmm. that's a passion he has. Mm -hmm. So if you were to, to talk with a, a budding author or somebody who's got writer's block or whatever that might be, how would they find their passion? Well, I think writer's block is actually a good thing to have once in a while because it makes you stop and think and reflect and reevaluate and then reduce. And I'm a, I'm a big believer in reducing that you can, you can get exhausted on that. And, and we've all experienced that at some point, whether it's a project or, or in a relationship or whatever, they can uh -huh. be. And so I, I think that in that renewing that passion, refining yourself and opening the window so the creativity gets flowing again is just finding those different things. And we all have different tricks. That's where views might come in. For me, it's water and sun. I'm, you know, I'm, I am like a cat. I will search and find that sunshine. <laughs> exactly. Or, or you love to go out and you love to garden. Yeah, yeah, I garden. I mean, that's a passion, which then yeah. I'm sure helps you to uh, create new ideas. I, I think, uh, yeah, it does. And But I think what's really important, Jeanette, is that we uh, step away. Sometimes right. um, we, it's almost like trying too hard. You're mm -hmm. trying too hard that maybe you just have to step away and let it go. So that's when I would, okay, I'm going to binge three hours of New Amsterdam or something. I am going to, you know what? I am going to go buy a bunch of tickets to the movies and drop out for the afternoon. <laughs> um, and I think that you will be amazed at how all of a sudden you will hear a line, you will see something and bang, it's there. Exactly. It comes back again. So I think that's really important to understand. But number one, it's normal to get stuck. We all do. Mm -hmm. 
or sometimes we don't want to write. And, and I think that one of the things is that these people who say, you have to write every day, you better get up really early and write <laughs> before the kiddos are all jumping up and down. You know what? That may not be your path. It may not be your pattern. And I think these people who tell you you should do it this way have need to, you know, get off the bus and you need to come back and understand how you operate and how you work and where your energy um, comes from. For me, I'm a binge writer. So for someone to tell me, and I usually have to write every day because of all the different things I do. Right. But for a book, when I'm working on a book, I actually will book time with myself and we go away. And it's not for an hour. It's maybe a solid week. And I will draft something out and have the bulk of it together because I become myopically focused. And during that time, I am catered to. I am taken care of. I don't have to think about one iota of thing except for maybe brushing my teeth and crawling. But other than that, I don't have to think. I mean, I just don't have to think. And I, and, and, but that may not work for you. you know? Right. I know like for myself, when I have writer's blocks or I'm not feeling creative or my passion seems to have fizzled out, I go for a walk. Now, we both live here in the Rocky Mountain State and in the, the Mile High City of Denver. Uh, so we've got some gorgeous scenic views. And so what I do is I just go out for a walk and I start taking pictures. Um, I just get really in touch with nature. And literally that helps me then have new ideas or get past a block or say, you know, it's okay. We're just not going to write today. Yeah, and that is okay. I mean, I have, um, I am marveling right now. <laughs> At, uh, the finches have not wanted to leave. And, and, and I love watching these little birds. It's the only birds I kind of welcome into our yard. Aww. And I always have, you know, I put the feeders up. And, and anyway, I was, I was just so intrigued, actually fascinated, watching these 10 little birds jockeying for position. And they would get on top of it saying, okay, it's my turn. Move <laughs> off of watching that. Early this morning, I moved out and I went. I had an oh my god experience because directly across the street they were putting in a new roof. These roofs had snow on them. It was oh, that's right, slick, slick ice. And I'm thinking, you have got to be kidding. <laughs> All right, so now it brings in the whole thought of risk. What kind of risk are you taking? What are you mm -hmm. afraid of? What's the fear that's holding you back? And the irony is, is if they only waited two to four hours, that ice would have been gone. And it would have been safer. Egg, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Well, before uh, we're going to run out of time here, and there's a question I got to ask, because you, again, are a genius when it comes to marketing. You have a saying that an author's success is only 10% of the writing, mm -hmm. only 10%. And for people, for authors to become some successful, it requires marketing, which is 90% of being a successful yeah. author. So totally. why are authors so afraid of marketing? Like, what is that about? That one of the big things uh, would be rejection mm. um, and the fear of, of critics um, and the naysayers out there. And all authors must learn really quick. A lot of these critics are from people who are very envious <laughs> that you got it done. Exactly. 
So 90%, authors need to learn that they have to move from being the CWO, the chief writing officer, to the CMO, the chief marketing officer. And their book that they now have in hand is called a product. Products don't sell themselves. You know, they don't go yoo-hoo on a shelf um, if someone walks by. <laughs> um, they have to, that, I, I think if a, uh, one of the success quotients for an author that would always help in their marketing is to understand the pain of the probable buyer, of the yeah. probable reader. What's their pain? Your words, your ideas, your solutions, your fill in the blank is going to relieve that pain. And that fiction, people just want escapism. They just want to escape for a few hours. Well, by golly, you can do that for them. It's a great story. What do you have? Do, boy, do they have the book for you, right? <laughs> I got the book for you. If you if you just want to drop out for four hours, don't worry. Well, I think that one of the biggest issues when it comes to marketing, and I, again, I've, I've watched you coach others. Um, I've been on the receiving end of your amazing coaching. Sometimes it feels like a kick in the butt, but you know what? We need it sometimes. And as a coach myself, sometimes I've got to do a little butt kicking myself. But one of the things I think that most people get in the way when they're marketing is it's all about them. And what they have to understand is once the book is written, once the book is edited, it's really no longer about them. It's about the reader. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you providing for the reader? What's the new possibility or new opportunity for the reader? And I think a lot of times people have a hard time with that. So what would you say would be a great exercise for them getting out of their own way when it comes to marketing? Well, besides just doing it, yes, um, I think they, they have to embrace this concept. If it's to be, it's up to me. No one knows your work better than you. No one should know how to pitch. If, if you don't know how to pitch your own work, work with someone who will help you come up with the right words and the right phrasing so it will roll off your lips because that's yep. really what's critical to go in there but 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 my saying if it's to be it's up to me is is really got to be the thing that's got to stick uh that you really understand that marketing can be fun mm -hmm. marketing can be immense fun um yep. when you have that marketing does not have to have a specific formula let's say but it does have to have uh, triggers in it that will get people's attention. And that's why I said the pain factor. They've got to right. understand what the pain factor is. But how do they get access to that? Because a lot of times they think, well, if it means, if it's important to me, it should be important to them. And oh, no. many oh, times no, it doesn't wrong. work that way. So what would be, no, the, what would be totally. the, exactly. So what yeah. would be your suggestion to people on how to get out of their own head, out of their own way, and into other people's worlds and yeah. helping them do a better job of marketing. If it's important to them, that's the first problem, meaning the author. You're not yeah. the buyer of the book. Um, Correct. It, it's, 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 it's really then, it's going back to the, is knowing who the who is. Who, mm -hmm. is. who is your reader? Who is your buyer? Where are they hanging out? You need to get your butt over there, mm -hmm. whether it's online, whether it's in person, you've got to make those connections and you have to turn in and you've got to listen um, to what there is. And I'm going to go back to the deal. What's their problem? You've got to really know what the problem is. It's not, maybe you have the same problem when you wrote the book, mm 
But usually there's other things that go in, in behind the author when they did it. One of, one of my most successful books, The Woman to Woman from Sabotage to Support book, really came from, it was birthed from a problem that I had where a female partner had embezzled a lot of money mm, um, yes. and, left me, and left me broke. But I didn't realize how big the problem was until I got myself out there and I started talking and I started asking and I did surveys. And my problem, which cost me over a million dollars, my problem was minor in relationship to what other people are doing with being undermined and the sense a huge betrayal, uh, the pain of what they had gone through. So I fully understood what the problem was and then I could come up with steps to get remedies so they can move on. So I think one of the things with marketing is that they really should have some kind of a remedy that they could say, this is, if you want three ways to ease, blah, 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 mm -hmm. then you'll find them. And please, everyone, when you're pitching your books, don't say, get my book. I'm going to come and kick you. <laughs> Do you have a size nine shoe? Is that it? <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a 12. Uh oh, uh, I, well, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know when I wrote my first brag book, it was kind of all condensed into one and had come out of different conversations with different people where they just either were not getting the job, they weren't getting the contract, what have you. But after I wrote the book um, and continued talking with people and, and doing keynote presentations, I learned that, hmm, there's a separate group over here called careers. People want to have a better job. They want to win the interview. They, they want to get the promotion, the pay increase, et cetera. And then mm -hmm. on the other side are people in business, like marketing, consultants, mm -hmm. uh, salespeople, who do a horrible job of selling themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I then rewrote the books into two different ones, and the marketing actually improved. So I, I, really, I really find it invaluable that people yeah. really pay attention to 10% is writing the book, 90% is marketing it effectively. And have the right labels and you're going that and, and going it and you, you, you know, you triggered um, the deal that until you got out speaking to people, mm -hmm. the number one way for authors to sell books is speaking and, and doing right. this face to face and you getting out there. And I, you know, I did it successfully for many, many decades actually. Um, and that's how I sold a million books was just, and doing what I call the cash cow two-step. And, and actually, if you want to look at any really great salesperson um, who, ha who can move product, which is marketing when you start, you know, when you really start positioning it and you create that awareness that they learn how to do that with their words. And, and that's, that's what they need to do. So our authors who are shy dies, or shy day is that I'm just going to say get over it, that, um, that you really need to get out there and interact, find out what's going on. You'll discover some changes. And you know what? Your next book will come. Exactly. This exactly. The next book comes from this. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I always love having conversations with you. My last question that I ask each and every guest is, what does success mean to you? Oh, what is success? Success means success for others with what I do now. And that each author I work with has a different definition of success. So the first, st first stage of success is we did it. 
you have a book in hand. And now it's time for you to take your book and go your next journey. I'll be along with you on part of the way. I'll give you guidance on ideas and, and how to reach out to your specific target market uh, and do that. But, but that is for me with being a, the book shepherd and a book coach, book and publishing coach, is it's creating a book that authors never have to apologize for. And believe yep. me, Jeanette, I have been, I, you know, I have been, 18 <laughs> of my books have been published with New York, and there are only two of those 18 that I have not had to apologize for something with the way they look, the way they feel, mm. they presented in the process. And the good news is that you have a team that helps you with the details. And I think that, again, for our listeners who want to be a successful author, put together the right team that goes beyond your family, your best friends, and, and getting out further than that. I want to thank Judith Bryles for a great interview today. Helps Nane um, have learned a lot. Um, I, I know I've learned a lot um, in working with Judith for the past decade, uh, also attending her meetup groups, which I think are phenomenal. For those of you who want to become a really good speaker, like really good speaker, attend her Speaking Unplugged event. Go to the URLs for uh, her Speaking Unplugged or any other Unplugged will be in the overview of today's podcast. So again, I want to thank you for listening uh, to On the Air with Jeanette Sibley. It's your time for success. Tune in next week for more insights on how to achieve the success you've always wanted with my straight talk for dynamic results. Until next week, enjoy a great and successful week. Mm-hmm.